Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The score! This hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Chicago Wolves and Kia congratulate all youth hockey teams on a great season. Save 30% on Wolves tickets with promo code KIADEALERS at Ticketmaster.com. He knew he was a good defender, but until you see a guy on a daily basis, especially an outfielder, you know, where you play the Dodgers a few years ago and he might get one ball or two balls all series. You know, you just don't. And they could be routine plays. So you just don't know until you see a guy day in and day out. And watching him last year, day in and day out, he's incredible. And in Wrigley Field where the wind blows and, and you know, you got a lot of issues playing the outfield in Wrigley um, with the weather and all of that, it, he did a phenomenal job. Um, not an easy place to play, and, and he did a very nice job playing in center field. I'm, um, that was that was a big surprise to me that anybody could go out there in his first year and play as well as he did in center field, and you know the, the league re- rewarded him with a Gold Glove, and rightfully so. Ron Coomer on with Mike Esposito yesterday. Espo! Got to listen to a little bit of that when I was out driving around. Good stuff. The Cubs made a move. Jed waited and waited and waited, and they thought it would be $250 million, $260 million, some of the numbers being bandied about for Cody Bellinger. But no, 80. And Bellinger's got some opportunities to make more than that, depending on how he plays. So let's talk with our guy, Sahadev Sharma. You want it to feel like baseball season? You know, it's 70 degrees outside, and you get to hear the voice of the Cubs beat writer for The Athletic. He is on Twitter, at Sahadev Sharma, and he is on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, CircaLasVegas.com. How you been, man? Great to get back into spring training mode. I 
didn't get I, I just got here uh, Friday night and I, I got one day of kind of uh, to ease in and then and then I wake up to the Bellinger news so uh, to kind of thrown right into the fire but but you know it's always exciting and fun to cover stuff like this. Sahadev, what do you make of the way that this contract is put together for Bellinger? Because like Dan was saying, there were a lot of people who thought that it would at least be over $100 million for him and ends up being 80. I feel like it's a good win for both sides, but from a, a baseball contract standpoint, I am a little surprised that at the length and the dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they get so creative with them nowadays with the contracts and the opt-outs. It. Honestly, when this offseason, pretty much since September, I think Patrick and I have, have been writing uh, writing this since the end of the season. If Cody Bellinger signs with the Cubs, it won't happen in December. If he's getting the deal that if, if he's getting the deal that Scott Boris is seeking, it won't happen. Like it's just he's not coming back to the Cubs, and and it had to play out like this. It had to be drawn out. It had to be a situation where all the other suitors had kind of fallen to the wayside. And then you have to you come up with the creative deal. I think they just, you know, they, they love Cody. They they love the person. They love the player. Uh, all the stuff that we've talked about, as far as the concerns, you know, the the soft contact, uh, two strike hitting is legit, right? Like being a confident two strike hitter and a comfortable two strike hitter is legit. But how repeatable is that, right? It, it's not. It's it, it's not about like uh, can he repeat a seventeen percent strikeout rate? It's can he repeat the numbers that he had with two strikes as far as batting average and, and whatever the BABIP was in those situations, uh, it, th- that's really hard to repeat, right? So you don't, there's just not, when you're really diving into it and start talking about six, seven, eight years, those type of things you have to take into consideration. And, and I'm sure the Cubs are taking those things into consideration. The, the numbers on the deal, I'm, I'm not too surprised in the sense that I think that the way they look at it, uh, Bellinger and Boris, is if he does this right, if he if he plays the way he plays, it's a one year deal. You know, if he if he plays as he's expected, that works for everyone too. You know, uh, I, I kind of joked with Nico Horner as, as we were talking to him. Hey, we may have to do this all over again next year. You ready to answer all the same questions? And he's like, Well, if we are. That means he had a great season, and, and you know, we'll take it. That that's that's all that matters right now, twenty twenty four, and and how. Uh, how he performs, that's that's uh, huge for this team, right? But it also allows them to kind of be patient with some of the younger guys and, and see what they can be. So let's talk about how this propagates now. Obviously, there's a possibility that Pete Crow Armstrong starts in Iowa instead of on the Major League roster. And I'm, I haven't made it through completely, but Jay Jaffe just did a huge projective write-up of how this affects who plays where, the actual number of plate appearances and innings at the various defensive positions across the roster. But what would your headlines be about how now they can optimize their lineup against lefties or righties. Yeah, I mean, I mean, council kind of said it. You know, having everyday guys that can play against righties and lefties really gives you a lot more options. And the way that he can play two different positions, right? Two positions where you don't have kind of guaranteed production just yet, really gives him a lot of options. And and I think uh, we've probably talked about this in theory. Now we can actually talk about it in reality. It's, if Bush gets off to a really slow start and, and Pete Crow Armstrong's tearing apart AAA, you don't have to feel so terrible about it, right? You, you call up Pete Crow Armstrong, you let uh, Michael Bush get some part-time 
playing and, and Cody Bellinger's your first uh, your first baseman uh, and vice versa, right? If, if they want to have Pete Armstrong play more, but he's struggling, well, okay, you don't have to stress too much about that. You have a backup plan in Cody Bellinger. He's not a backup plan, but it, it just he's a versatile starter, right? And, and he can play multiple positions, and he, and he gives them a little bit of comfortability in, those, in that sense where it's you're not relying on the youth. That's something that kind of struck me when in Jed Hoyer's initial press conference, he talked so much about being excited about the youth and the opportunity for them to play. Hey, that's all well and good. I, I think it's really important. I, he's absolutely right. The best teams have a ton of youth and, and their core is built around guys that, that they've kind of come through the system, come up through the system and, and are, you know, 25-ish and, and dominating the league. That, that's absolutely true. But you want a little bit more certainty. You want to feel a little bit, bit better and more confident about the production you're getting. I think Cody Bellinger gives you that. Even with the past that he's had and the struggles he's had in the recent past, I think there's a little more certainty there uh, than you would with other guys. I, I think this, this plays out in the sense that uh, I think the big question, I don't think it changes that much, right? Because – yeah, uh, Pete Kerr Armstrong probably starts the season in the minors. We'll see how that plays out. If if he really, if Council really wants him as like this defensive replacement or something to start the season, I think it makes more sense to get his bat in the day, in the lineup every day at AAA. But uh, you know, different people want different things, and I think that's that's the player that loses most playing time. Talkman loses playing time. Uh, great fourth outfielder though, along with possibly Canario as a right-handed option. A lot of this, how this lineup kind of plays out, maybe now it depends on how Morel looks for the next four weeks. Because if you have him at third base and he's playing there pretty much every day, now it's just basically DH that you're figuring out. And, and uh, the you know, the time uh, balance between Amaya and Gomes behind the plate. You have a lot of everyday players, at least to start the season, uh, which isn't always normal and isn't always what Craig Council has been used to, frankly, but uh, it, it certainly, I, I, I'm very curious. To see, I think that's what I'll be watching is Christopher Morrell, their third baseman. Um, it's it's going to be hard to, to uh, figure that out in a month, but I think, I think he's athletic enough and he works hard enough that they may have a, they may be able to figure that out. So how did, how did the Cubs fix Bellinger? Uh, I, I, it was very simple, right? I think there's a there's a big uh, big component is health. He was he's finally feeling comfortable with his body. Had a normal off season where he wasn't recovering from something, uh, and then and then there was a simple focus on on just two little things: his hand placement and kind of engaging his back hip uh, when he when he swung the bat. Uh, the, there's so many different things tried in L.A. and I and I mean best organization in baseball, really, right? When it comes to player development, coaching, all that stuff. It, it, this is no no criticism of them, but they were trying so hard and trying so many different things. I think it kind of overwhelmed Bellinger, and it was like constant tweaking, constant changes. Okay, this isn't working for a month. Okay, let's try this. Let's try this. And and he just wasn't fully healthy, and he, fully, he wasn't confident in his body and himself, and he couldn't move at the way he he's such an athletic player that he, he couldn't really move the way he needs to to succeed uh so it was, i mean i think health is a big part of it i think just simplifying what you're working on this is what we're focusing on go do it use your athleticism trust your body and you, it'll work and then i think also a little bit of it we talked about like some of the babbitt luck. i think that helps tremendously with confidence when he came back from the knee injury 
I remember just seeing these blue pits after blue pits and people were saying like, that's not going to last. And even I said that, you know, that won't last. But I also said, you know, what is great for his confidence seeing those fall. Like he's just going to, he's not going to overthink and start tweaking things. He's not going to start trying to change what's actually working mechanically. If those balls were caught, he may have started overthinking things. They fell. And then he, you know, the home run started to come again. And then the hard hit started to come again. I, I think the bloop singles actually were great for his confidence and, and led to more success. And yet, they're also a reason why there has been some debate about the sustainability of this new approach. And yep. B- Bill James is recently out with a, a fairly convincing piece that the the drop in strikeouts should be sustainable. The plate discipline, the contact improvement should be sustainable. But when we do start looking at hard hit rate and expected isolated power or expected weighted on base average, that's where the physics actually do matter. So it's interesting when you provide the context of what can't be measured, the confidence that some of those bloops can give you. But some of the numbers really don't care about the confidence. They just care about the impact. No, it's absolutely a concern, and it's a legitimate one. Uh, I think there's there's some things we need to consider beyond just quality of contact. Like he pulls the ball a lot, and and you can get you you can sometimes that is something you can overcome soft contact with if you if you pull the ball in the right situations. Uh, I'm I'm honestly curious to see how it plays out. I, I think he's got his approach change is really interesting to me, but also I I'm not. I'm not someone that's just going to dismiss this soft contact stuff. I, I think people will say like, "Oh, he's got a great two-strike approach. Don't stop overanalyzing the exit velocities and and hard hit rate." I, I get it. We can get too deep into that stuff and just forget about actual baseball and the results, and and that that can be a problem when when you do that. When when you're overlooking, like uh, I think sometimes people will just look at a stat cat stat cast page and just say, well, oh, this guy's actually not good and see like Luis Arias and stat cast page. Right. And just assume he's not good because of all the blue you're seeing there. That's not, that's really not how it works. There's so much more going on and we have to, we have to be sure that we're analyzing beyond that. Uh, but I, I honestly don't, I, I, if you were, if you were to ask me, like, are you confident either way that he's going to crater or, or just continue and, and bl- continue to blossom back into this MVP guy, It'd be really hard for me to make a pick. I, I don't expect him to crater. I think he's the confidence and the, the approach change and all that uh, allows kind of a baseline here. But some people are expecting MVP type numbers consistently from him. I think that that's unfair to expect, but it's also not, I wouldn't rule it out because we've seen it before. I wanted to go back to you to what you were saying about Christopher Morrell. So far, how has this process gone, and what, what was Council's reasoning for saying, all right, let's, let's use this opportunity as an experiment? Yeah, no, I think the simple answer to why, what, what his reasoning was is there's a hole there, and we got to get this guy, like this guy can play. Like he can hit the crap out of the ball, uh, and, and he's obviously a force on offense. You're wasting his athleticism by just sticking him at DH and saying just go hit. Right, I think the Cubs wanted him to to fi- wanted to find a position for him last year. They just didn't. Their their focus ended up being well. We had to focus on someone, and we chose Nick Madrigal last year to to focus on and get his defense right. Uh, they 
they maybe that's a mistake. Maybe that's a player development mistake, right? Maybe they could have done something different last year with Morrell. It's really hard to do that during the season, especially when your calling card is supposedly your defense, especially on infield, and suddenly you're throwing this guy out there and you're saying, go win games, right? That's hard to do. So I, I don't completely blame them for what happened last season, but I think council sees an opportunity where it's like, here's a runway. We have a month and a half to give this guy as much coaching and as much playing time as possible at a position that he could really thrive at. Uh, he's, he's athletic. He's, uh, he, what he lacks is the natural instincts that it takes to play defense, right? Yep. But sometimes that can be overcome with work ethic and athleticism. And if he can just get to average, I think if he can just get to average, there was a play he made yesterday, great diving play, right? That had, that's just pure, like, reaction right uh, there's nothing that wasn't footwork or, or th- arm throwing action none, none of that stuff that we talk about uh, as issues there's some there's certain things like if he takes too many steps and he's thinking too much that's when you see those bad throws i know the arm stroke isn't perfect you got to keep it closer to the ear uh those those little things they can get better they, this, these are not things that can't be improved right it just takes work and time and and rep after rep after rep uh, someone Someone the other day just said, like, what will it take for him to get better? Playing time. Just play every day. Just go out there, play third base, and and uh, that that's your best opportunity to get better. Well, that's funny about third base, too, and I know this might sound weird. You can be too athletic at that position where that is much more of an anticipatory uh, of scouting, of preparing where you're going to move your feet. It's more of a dance than it yeah. is as far as ranging and chasing things down. The ball's on you. You have time. The, athlet- the I would compare the athleticism there much more to a goaltender in your ability to be where you're supposed to be, don't necessarily hurry to get there. And I think his, his like you say, like some of those reaction plays are great, but it's about keeping it as simple as, as possible when it comes to the footwork and the arm swing. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, and and it's part of the reason why they focused on Madrigal last spring. I know people are going to think that's a mistake. Maybe it is, but they didn't have to work on that aspect of it with Madrigal. Madrigal had that aspect down. It was like, how do we get his arm to work at third? How you know, just like learning the little, like the finer details of third base, like the reaction and understanding the, how the ball may come off the bat and things like that were there because he's a lifetime infielder, right? So some of the some of those things were already ingrained. It it, it may take time, it may there may be some struggles. I'm I, I think it's I, I think beyond Bellinger it's a story that we have to follow the most because it changes so much about how you do things with this team. Uh, his bat is it, like it's it's developed to the point where it's like, yeah, this is an impactful bat that you need in the lineup. Um, it, it, obviously holds in his game but what, what what someone told me recently was like what's odd about him is is there aren't actually holes in his swing right there's no area that you can really say attack him here because sometimes he he actually makes contact with that pitch that you think is a hole and he sends it 450 feet like there's but then sometimes he just swings through it. it there's sometimes there's no rhyme or reason with him on offense, which he, is okay. That, that, that's yeah. I mean, Vlad Guerrero was the same thing. Like, the most hitting guards, like we don't know. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's it, like it makes him tough to attack at times, but also it, it can be frustrating to watch when you're like, what is he swinging through or what is he swinging at, right? But there, he's a clearly 
offense is something we don't really need to talk that much about him. It's all about the defense, and I think it changes everything. Uh, it changes a lot of discussions with this team if you can say he's your everyday third baseman. I just don't like it. It's hard to know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, things change. I thought it was ridiculous last spring when they were trying Madrigal at third and thought that experiment would fizzle out. Uh, I, I was proven wrong. He, he's limited there. Sure, he's not some elite third baseman, but he, he doesn't kill you there. Uh, and, and I think that's what you want from Morel. You don't want him to where every other game you're, you're, you know, like you see a ball come his way and you're terrified that that's going to, an easy out turns into, you know, two bases because he's throwing a wild uh, throw to first, right? It, that's, that's what they have to try and avoid, get him to where you're comfortable that he'll make the routine and maybe occasionally he'll make the spectacular. Uh, and it's not, uh, it's not a rough situation out there. Sahadev, we love you, man. Thanks so much for jumping on the show. Of course. Happy to join you guys. That is Sahadev Sharma. This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. When we come back, you want to talk quarterbacks? You want to give Merrill Hodge an opportunity to... To unwind what he did? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's funny how he said that, and all of a sudden, there's a bunch of other people that have been like, well, you know... Maybe Caleb isn't. He's sort of allowed the social facilitation of allowing. I I guess it's okay for us to have some reasonable doubts now. We come out because Merrill has given us some cover. Yeah, that's classic social facilitation. He has uh, extended his viewing of Caleb Williams. We will hear what he thinks of Caleb Williams now, next on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Oh, I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year, so I'm only halfway done, okay? The one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. He said it just like that. That's not edited. The one thing that is clear, Caleb Williams, not special. That's what Merrill Hodge said. And that he's not Patrick Mahomes. Well, those are different things, too. You could be very, very special and not be Patrick Mahomes. That's right. But, and, and I think that... Which is why people should stop using his name. Yeah, I think that it's kind of unfair to everybody involved to yep. do that. But Merrill Hodge found himself in in the center of discussion because of that. He said, what? He said, what? About whom? Well, sometimes it takes a little more time to flesh out what you mean well also he had only watched the six games so there's that like that was one of the criticisms of well he hasn't watched enough games well he started to watch a little bit more of the games now and inside of this cut you're gonna hear him make the point of a drive-by and he's talking about the interview that he did with our guy josh schrock shout out to schrock and awe at the super bowl meaning he was walking by he sat down he talked and he answered questions but Know this, he was scheduled to have the same conversation just with me, but we we couldn't get it to work, like stuff was happening, so he talked with Schrock and Awe instead. This is Merrill Hodge now on how he fe- now on how he feels about Caleb Williams. Here's what you get for doing a drive-by, and then I didn't realize the word special was so um igniting. Um because and that to me, I was like, you got to define what special is. And when you do a drive-by, you don't, you don't get to explain that. In, in, five to, in the last five or six years, there's been two guys that have been special. So let me define what I think is special by giving you two players that play that position. And what you ultimately have, I like to see in college prior to coming here. Now, just because he's not special, let me just clear this up. doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance to be a very good player and a dynamic player because he does have some elite things, which I'll get to in a second. Okay. Um, you got Joe Burrow and C.J. Stroud in the last five or six years. Now, what makes them special in my eyes? I'm not saying it's anybody else's eyes, but I don't look at – when I'm studying kids on tape in college, I'm not looking at where they're playing. I'm looking at where they're going to play. And that is confusing for people sometimes because I know what environment they're going into. First of all, the field's going to change, okay? Hash mark's going to go narrow, and they're going to play in the middle of the field. My guy's as good as your guy. It isn't like my guy's better than your guy 70% of the time in college. Um, I'm not going to get four seconds in the pocket I- anymore, and guys aren't going to be running wide open all the time, okay, or majority of the time, we'll put it that way. And so you're trying to look for way, people that can ultimately play from the pocket. At the end of the day, that is where you must master this game, I mean the NFL, if you're going to be truly consistently successful. I'm not saying that a guy who doesn't have mobility – um, isn't a value, and there isn't some dynamicness in that. But nobody is going to run the, They haven't done it yet. There's no quarterback that's run himself to a championship. Um, there's nobody that's scrambled themselves to a championship. It eventually, at the end of the day, you have to play quarterback, and you have to be dynamic and good from the pocket. So Joe Burrow coming out, he was very much like that. The way he, and these two things matter the most, and they work together. You cannot have one without the other. Accuracy and the ability to process quickly. And then you start throwing anticipation in there, pocket presence, 
leadership, toughness, mentally and physically, which we can get to in a second. Now, sure. from a pocket presence, he is not special. I don't watch him. In fact, his gift hurts him. A player like him, I've seen this so many times, There is, he has a gift that everybody thinks is exciting and is special, and that is his unique mobility. Okay? That's – that's not going to win you a championship, and being exciting is not a skill set. Now, his elusiveness is rare. I would argue it's better. he's more elusive than Patrick Holmes. Does that make him better than Patrick Holmes? Absolutely not. It just tells you <laughs> that he has that dynamicness to him. Now, the problem with that is when – and he does this playing from the pocket when the pocket's clean, and then when the pocket's dirty, he does it more so. But he'll leave plays on the field. What I mean is from the pocket, you get a coverage, you get a route combination. And I've said they don't do a whole host of this, which is another layer of concern, is they predominantly are a college system. I mean, they're they're, they're as pure a college system as you can get. They are a lateral team, lateral team, lateral team. But they do do some things down the field. They're not like NFL concepts. So you have to look at that as best you can and get a feel for that. Um. He will not make the first throw sometimes because I he, he's got four seconds. <laughs> There's no reason to do that. In, in in a lot of ways, he he processes stuff as you've seen process stuff because he's done so many magical things by moving and being elusive. So in the NFL, you don't have that luxury anymore. Like when the guy is open, you got to give him the ball. Okay, what makes Tom Brady the greatest in the history of the game? Okay, um, and I'll even get to Patrick Mahomes in a second. He executes plays. When the flat route's there, give him the flat route. When the slants start giving the slant. Um, and it's then the ability to throw it into tight windows. And even when a guy may look covered, but that is based on his positioning and based on where the defender is, the guy is open. In the NFL, you hardly see – very few people in college do it. Like Patrick Mahomes, I mean, uh, Burrow would do this. C.J. Stroud, I would see do this. But keep in mind, last year when C.J. Stroud was coming out, he was the only guy that was a first-round value. I mean, the Carolina Panthers are going to be years in recovery for what they did with Bryce Young because because wow. he was so limited. And those limitations yeah. aren't changing. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears are, are benefiting this. But And I'll tell you this, that, you know, Caleb's skill set is better than that. Um, but I'll get that in a sec. So just finishing up, th- that's what to me is special because a guy that can transition to the league and play in that arena. And they show the evidence in college that, man, they got a shot to do that. Now, when you look at Caleb, the one thing that um, I am telling you is unique, as unique as I have seen it, and I've been doing this for 40 years from playing, coaching, studying. His accuracy is unique, and that is a gift. And the thing that I'm talking about that you ha- I haven't seen enough evidence to make him special doesn't mean he can't do that eventually i'm not saying he can't i'm just saying he will always fight this hurdle of his ability to make plays and move and can he harness that and break that and make that a part of his last resort versus sometimes i'll just go to it merrill hodge with mark grody i think i think mark grody was there yeah Grody couldn't get in there and that's all right grody was on that i don't know i I, i'm not sure it's on the clock it's back. It's the big on-the-clock show Fridays at 6. On-the-clock is back, and Merrill Hodge was the guest. He was I, the clock. I think that there's a lot in there that makes sense. Being exciting is not a skill set. That's what I wrote down. Being exciting is not a skill set. Well, me and Ray were talking about this. 
you would call Patrick Mahomes exciting, right? Sure. So I'd call Justin Fields exciting. Exactly. So I think that like that word is just kind of a it can is such a generic term for describing an athlete sometimes. So you have to think about what he's actually trying to say there. Well, then he kind of went into like this is what I think his his skills are. And he talked about the accuracy and he talked about the the mobility. But the the thing that I like about what Merrill is saying is it's a little bit more of a sober breakdown of scouting overall when it comes to quarterbacks coming out of college the things that he's worried about are things that everyone should be worried about what do you do when the pocket is dirty and how are you going to account for there being less time and there being a mismatch sometimes offensively from what you can do versus what your competition can do on defense. And most importantly, how are you prioritizing getting the ball out? With everything you can do, with all the wonderful things you can do with your feet and everything else, how are you prioritizing get it out when it's supposed to be out or has to be out? A really good example, and I'm going to break my own rule here, is looking at what happened in the Super Bowl. Don't compare people to Patrick Mahomes except what I want to. Except when I want to do it. Mahomes was like, I'll take, I'll take that easy stuff. Cool. Oh, you can give it to me? I'm going to take it. And then, you know, he, when he needed to make plays, he made plays. And Caleb showed that in college. He was making – he had to make a lot of stuff happen in college. USC's defense was one of the worst college football defenses I've seen – Outside of the Big 12 in a long time. I mean, rotten defense. And he was out there making magic happen because they had to win games 52 to 50. Stuff like that. But I agree with Merrill on this too. The offense that you run is very college heavy. And you can look at the Lincoln Riley quarterbacks and go, have they been great? Or have they put up great numbers because Lincoln Riley, from an offensive standpoint, is ahead of the game? It's another thing that you should put into your evaluation of Caleb Williams and say, so like one of those things where you can't say two years from now, well, no one told us that. Here's an example of someone telling you something that is counter to what the public perception is. That's Lawrence Holmes. I'm Dan Bernstein. When we come back, we've got High Noon. I want to tell the story of an unexpected nature adventure that I had yesterday in Chicago. So we can call you the nature boy? Woo! Woo! Styling and profiling. I would like to celebrate an anniversary that should be celebrated all the time. Next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace alone. Yeah, right. When? High noon? Monday high noon, recapping the weekend in sports to start. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs. I thought it was a great deal for Jed and the Cubs. They were talking 250, 260. It ends up 80 million, and Bellinger gets multiple bites at the Apple. So everything worked out well for Jed. The waiting game won. Just this didn't cost him much. And it reinforces their their win now understanding of of where they are in their window. We got some player reaction to the Bellinger signing as well. Sahadev Sharma joined us to talk about it. And we talked about the Bulls win last night. We heard from Ayodesumu on his improvement. And we heard a really interesting answer from Billy Donovan, how he trusts no matter what that he trusts that this group will always play hard. And under even if he has to call a timeout every once in a while to remind them, he will get that kind of effort from them. Um, Twelve years ago today, a legend was reborn as a meme. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And... Pete Weber Jr. Who do you think you are? I am. You're damn right. And wasn't he talking to a kid? Yeah, the the, the urban myth is uh, that there was a 13-year-old mocking him or something. And and it's not Pete Weber Jr. It's Dick Weber's I'm sorry, son. Pete Weber Pete guy. Weber. And his the best part of that for me of the video is his wife. Because she's mortified. <laughs> she's like, God, you're the worst. Like, I'm sure when they, they got in the car, she's just like, you're an idiot. You're just an idiot. And he's like, who do you think you are? I am. Is that? Who do you think you are? I am. Is that Gary Thorne doing play-by-play? Run it again, studs. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that's Gary Thorne. One of, one of my great uh, athletic opportunities ever was being able to bowl a full game with Dick Weber, Pete Weber's father. It's, it's like playing a round of golf with Arnold Palmer. It was re- at, at Mike North's Bowlerama. Spectacular. Did you hit a strike in the screen? Who do you think you are? I am. I did not. Who do you think I did. You are? I, am. I did get a strike, but I didn't scream anything. Yeah, I just say also one of the great clean rants of all time. He got through that whole thing without dropping one swear. Well, we said 
There, well, there might have been a bleep on there. It's hard to tell. <laughs> well, no, no. Second thought, right? Well, because it's hard to tell at the end where he says something, and it's like, well, there was there something in front of that that they took out? Yeah, there's something at the beginning, too, where you're like, what did he say? But... Well, he says, God darn it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who do you think you are? I am. Like, the whole thing is just brilliant. <laughs> this is great. Who do you think you are? I am. Because the thing is, is like, it really has no meaning, but you know exactly what it means. It's a ridiculous statement that doesn't make any no, the, sense, yeah, but you know exactly what he means. You know what it's similar to in that regard? When Neil Armstrong screwed up the first line on the moon. He was supposed to say, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. But he said, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, which doesn't mean anything. You think he was nervous? Well, I mean, <laughs> right, when that, you're on those sets, on. When you're on those uh, Hollywood sets. Yeah, just run yeah you know, all those you bright get, lights. You get nervous. Yeah, just run another take. Yeah, why was he so nervous? Just run it back. All that stuff. Who do you think you are? So great. All right, so quick story about a, a real unexpected nature adventure yesterday without much going on and just a, an absolutely lovely day I decided to pick up lunch and go up to my parents house up in Deerfield and if, yes before you ask of course I stopped at Tony's subs because when you can have your Sunday brunch from Tony's subs you do that because it's awesome and then we're trying to figure out what to do and my dad said hey let's go you know go take a walk you know, go hiking a little bit there is a forest preserve off of Waukegan Road in Lake Forest called the Middle Fork Savannah. I'd never been there before. I'd, and, I, and I've been all over the, the Lake County Forest Preserves. It's called the Middle Fork Savannah. And it's actually a fe- also a federally protected uh, wetlands area. And there's, all, there's hiking trails up there. And you figure this time of year, there's, there's not much to see. You know, people are, are walking their dogs and people are walking around. It was weird because when I first got there, I looked. There's this weird building, this giant, like dome-like building that's way out toward the west. And I looked at, I went, "Oh, I know what that is. That's the Walter Payton Center." Oh, and I and then you can see the Bears practice facility. So if you imagine you're standing watching practice at Bears and you're looking due east, this is that property on the other side of it. Interesting. All of that property on the other side. And it's it's awesome. Right by the train tracks. Others farther. Top golf? Farther. So I corridor. So we're walking and all of a sudden I we I look down at this little pond and I see an enormous bird. And I say, Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that that that's not a I thought great blue heron, because that's the first thing you think. Well everyone knows here. about the bird. Because <laughs> it's the word. And and then I went, wait a second, no, there was red on its head. And I said, that's not a heron. And I look over, and then I see two more of them. And then I look to the right, and I see another. The biggest birds I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. That's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! So guess what it was? 
Guess what they were? Because I started looking around, and these in, these enormous birds were everywhere. Then I heard Robin the, Redbreast. I heard the they started calling, and I'm like, wait, that's unlike any bird the call score? I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? No, no, no one's talking about. Don't they know what he's talking about? The bears over there. We see all the practices. I practice every day. We see all the practices. They were sandhill cranes, and that when they started, Fraser's brother. They started taking off. It, I. It was like being in Jurassic Park. I couldn't bl- I didn't know there were sandhill cranes here, especially in those numbers. Whether I just happened upon them this time of year or whatever was going on, it was unbelievable. It's they're they're huge. And they were taking to the air and screaming at each other and making all of these noises. And it was just absolutely out of nowhere. Like what Oh, I had no clue. Are you allowed to tell people where you saw I, birds? Because I the last so. time that you did, yeah. you last, got in trouble. Last time, Big Owl got mad at me for talking about where the long-eared owls were. But this is, it's its public property. And then I looked up what they symbolize. And sandhill cranes, going back to, to Chinese mythology, symbolize wisdom, grace, and dignity. So... There you go. We got we got to walk among them as they flew around, just imbuing us with wisdom, grace, and dignity. Okay. So there you have it. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Who do you think you are? Real quick, Saturday, I was like, man, I don't have a lot to do. I don't have a lot going on today. Got a good workout in. I said, you know what I really want? I want steak and eggs. And I was like, I don't feel like going to a steakhouse. Mm. I went to Pancho Pistola on 31st Street in oh, Bridgeport. Yeah. You're never, never going to go wrong there. I, I felt really safe in Bridgeport, too. It's weird how, like, I don't know, everything so was crime. totally fine I don't know. there walking the streets of Bridgeport. A listener picked up my tab. I was just sitting there. I had a Modelo. I got steak and eggs. And I didn't, I didn't realize it until. Was it a uh, skirt steak? Oh, yeah. And it was delicious. Six-ounce skirt steak. Just marinated the bejesus out of excellent, as always. Scrambled eggs. They threw a little chihuahua on the eggs. Scrambled? Yeah, because I like oh, scrambled eggs. But then I don't, you don't get the I don't, I don't want that. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll eat what I want. Thank you very much. Sure. Then the beans and rice and the peppers and ev- peppers. It was very, very good. I didn't realize it until I was on my, like, I was on Lakeshore Drive going back home. Like, that guy never told me his name. I went over and thanked him. He was out with with a, with a friend, and I was like, thank you very much. You didn't have to do that. I have my own money. It's totally fine. He's like, no, nah, blah, 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 blah. I listen to the show all the time. Talked to him for a couple more minutes, and then I was like, I never got his name. So to whoever that listener was, thank you very much, and you don't ever have to do that again. Shout out to Pancho Vistola. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go. Mark Grody's going to join us in studio. Yeah, I see he's got his, his Eberflus cut, yep. and he's ready to go. Yeah, he doesn't have the stubble going, though. So he's gonna, Well, that's I mean, he can get that going tomorrow. Pick well, up see, Grody name. didn't know, and he did his makeover. He didn't know also that the Flus was doing his makeover. Well, well, Grody will have his beard going on. He's not shaving in Indianapolis. You know, that's not what you do. You got to look rugged. You got to like, oh, I've been here talking to doctors and looking at x-ray machines all week. Wait, you can eat sandhill crane? Three different people say sandhill cranes are known as a ribeye of the sky. Shout out to Solange. What? Do, 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 do. My favorite Solange song. Cool. Cranes in the sky is the I, I, I name of the song. Mark Grody is coming up. Do, 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 do. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.